So we're doing training today, and suddenly I look over, <laughs> and we do it in this community center. So there's this um, community garden next to it, and there's this kid like yeah. staring in, like with his hands over his eyes, like proper, <laughs> you know, kid at a sweet shop window staring in. Orphan at Christmas. <laughs> Orphan at Christmas. Terrifying visage, um, Christmas tree style, haunted face man. He's there. <laughs> and I look away thinking, well, he's going to go away in a minute. He's not going to risk, you know, hiding or anything. And he does go away. And then next time I look up, there's two of them. <laughs> and I just okay. stood there, like, staring into this place. And I can see the trainees are getting riled. They're noticing this. And it's very distracting. Um, so I say to the trainer, because we had a guest trainer that week, I say to the trainer, my boss, a couple of kids over there looking in, you know, thinking very much, he'll go deal with it. What with him being the trainer and this being his training course. And he looks over, he's like, oh, tell him to go away. I don't want to fucking, I don't know how to talk to fucking kids and tell them to do things I want them to do. Yeah, hello there. Would you mind awfully? Um, Oh gosh, could you, would you be terribly put out uh, were you to do that somewhere else? Look, I, I appreciate, I was a child once, I remember it. Oh, marvellous. Um, why aren't you... F- I-, I always expect them to be frightened of me. They should be. That's what I really want to do is just go out and say, fuck off. <laughs> I'm an older person. I could kill you, maybe. You don't know. I might be allowed to kill you. I might have a shooter <laughs> or a stabber. <laughs> I might be fine. You don't fucking know. You're a kid. Get out of it. For me, I always... It's always very much a, like like spiders that I'm more scared <laughs> of them yeah. than they are of me. Well, they haven't formed the social thing yet, have they? So they might... I don't know. They don't have social well, conventions they need to conform to or feel terrible for the rest of the day. They might do you. <laughs> they might, might just bloody do you. I mean, this is all happening in Tower Hamlets, so... Well... <laughs> you can't argue with that level of combat experience that they'll have always... <laughs> that they'll have already accrued in the playground. In the womb. <laughs> Fucking womb, mate. Fucking vicious room. How did the story end? Did you go out? Uh, I got up and they ran away, so... <laughs> What a day not to wear trousers. laughing with the last joke listeners I <laughs> like the fact that we've been in like a two minute gap yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like we've just been laughing all the way through the credits <laughs> hello and welcome to one good thing the podcast that is as spectacular as its barbaric passions and savage conquests i'm paul salt i'm your brother my brother <laughs> oh there's a five on this episode you fear what that means <laughs> down the history hole Boo. should i have a jingle for the history hole yeah sure i do a history hole jingle <laughs> get down this hole and <laughs> the history hole it's time to pull the brakes on this crazy 50s mobile what yeah i know we all want to get to reefer madness and whatever buster keaton's most poorly reviewed film is but there's lots of excellent 50s cheese we mustn't skip oh Go boy it. spread it all over our crackers <laughs> coming only two years prior to the wild women of wongo it's the conqueror <laughs> you know the, co- the conqueror oh yeah um, it's the one where John Wayne plays Genghis Khan. A what? Temujin, under his heel, the cowering nations. In his arms, the unconquered woman. 
He took what he wanted when he wanted it. Bortai meets his fire with ice, matches his fury with flame. Yeah. Literally never heard of this happens. before, <laughs> before <laughs> you told me. What a fucking film. I was semi-aware. I think I'd seen like a picture of it and just been like, no. <laughs> it fucking isn't. I went, oh, brilliant. This will be, uh, get a chance to watch a John Wayne film finally. Hope this one's good. <laughs> I'll finally get to understand what all the fuss is about. <laughs> this film comes near the end of Howard Hawke's seven-year campaign to destroy RKO and the Hollywood studio system. Howard Hawke? Yeah. I got that one right, right? Hughes? Oh, fuck's sake. Every time. <laughs> fuck me. I bet Howard Hawke was involved, Hughes. though. He was the linchpin. <laughs> he came, he slept with everyone on set, <laughs> and then just rode one of those horses into the distance with several of the women. He was the real. He was actually living the life of Genghis Khan. Is the thing is Howard he, Howard Hawke. That's what he was up to at the time with Humphrey Bogart's mate. And Howard Hughes was like, Nah, John Wayne. He's he's the one. <laughs> By Howard Hawke, I'm busy fucking over RKO and the Hollywood studio system in accordance with a brilliant joke Paul was making. <laughs> Christ almighty. I do wish more billionaires would humiliate themselves by taking on endeavours that they're utterly unqualified to do, though. Oh, an update on my SpaceX tickets. <laughs> In the post. To Mars. <laughs> no, I'm not a pedo. What's... What is this? <laughs> oh, he thinks I'm a pedo and now I can't go to Mars. Now I can't go to Mars with him. Or Muskville, as it's now called. <laughs> billionaires with sing- singular names as well. Like Elon Musk, I think. <laughs> so we can remember them. <laughs> Everyone's going to remember the name Musk. I like that. Has <laughs> this is, is his whole life just been an attempt to overcome that name? <laughs> oh, here comes Musk. You just change it. Here comes Musky Musk. <sighs> they wouldn't call him that in school. They'd just call him Stinky McShitpants. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, no, it, it did evolve naturally. Gay boy dickface. <laughs> it did evolve naturally from the Musk name, but um, it did end up at dickface, at Stinky Dickface. <laughs> is that your Musk? No, it's Lynx, actually. Fuck off. <laughs> God, school kids are great. I wish they were afraid of me. <laughs> Why aren't they? What do I have to do? What more do I have to do? Shave your head. Stick it to them. <laughs> My head. Shave. Stick it to them. Here comes Sticky Pete. If you stick your bald pate to the head of a boy, he will fear you and respect you. <laughs> That's what I learned in Tower Hamlets. <laughs> My mum told me, never take your pate off a boy. <laughs> it's coming at you with a knife. <laughs> Wise mum. Yeah. She knew. She fucking knew. Ever since she lost her hair. No, Glasgow Fire. <laughs> oh, dear. Glasgow Fire was my disco name. <laughs> the Glasgow Fire or just Glasgow Fire? There's, there's a difference. Ding, 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 ding. Went around setting fire to mums. Shaving them. Shaving a mum. Now. <laughs> It turns out that whitewashing isn't something that Alex Proyer invented. Uh, this film stars zero Mongolian actors, or even any Asian ones. In fact, I don't think there's anyone in this who wasn't born within shooting distance of John Wayne's ranch. I mean, luckily that includes a tribe of um, Native Americans that were roped in oh, fuck to, prote- to be Mongolians. <laughs> Close enough. You know, back in Pangaea days. <laughs> one of them was same proper, bit of land. One of them was a proper fesp. He went to Mongolia and he stayed there for months and he learnt the language and Really got the mannerisms down, and um, he came back, and John Wayne shot him. Not in the <laughs> film, because Wayne just shot him in the face. He brought John Hoyt in to go, you see that? You do that. <laughs> and then we'll shoot this guy. And he did, A for effort, John Hoyt. <laughs> Didn't open his eyes the entire movie. <laughs> God bless him. Ivan Cleef was there. It was a fucking disaster. There was another apparently better film about Temujin uh, in 1965, starring as yeah. Genghis Khan, Omar Sharif, an Egyptian. 
So, <laughs> well, clearly circle is very ahead of its time. <laughs> Gerald Butler's basically Mongolian. <laughs> basically, it's all cyclical. Time is a flat circle. Like Egypt. And Omar Sharif is not, not a fucking Mongolian, no matter how you cut it. <laughs> the film was received by critics like a horde of barbarians right on your China. John McCartan, over at the New Yorker, said you never saw so many horses fall down in your life. Still, <laughs> even though their tumbling is far superior to the antics of the actors, it presently becomes tiresome. Presently becomes tiresome. I love the olden days. <laughs> I love. I loved it when I could pre- presently become anything. <laughs> erect was good. That was a while ago. Sweetie, are you becoming erect? Uh, presently. Mum. Momentarily. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Mums are lovely. They just. They care. They just. They just want. They just want. They just want to help you along. Your dad. Your dad wouldn't ask you if you had. Hard on, <laughs> would he? Back in the day. <laughs> He wouldn't ask if you had wood. I don't sweat no. down mine just to come just... home and check on virility at spawn. <laughs> you just expect it. We all know. We all sat around the snooker table <laughs> polishing our knobs. And there was, no, there was no word about it. Didn't need to. Not on them days. <laughs> Bang it on the eight ball. Not when women were men. <laughs> Not when men were men and women were men. <laughs> Children were men. Sheep were men. Mines were men. Mines were men. Britain was men. Yorkshire was men. <laughs> Fuck me. A film critic writing for Time magazine whose name has been lost to Time, uh, both the magazine and the thing. Ironic. Wayne portrays the great conqueror as a sort of cross between a square shooting sheriff and a Mongolian idiot. (laughs) The idea is good for a couple of Snickers, but after that it never wanes, but it bores. Oh. Fuck yeah. Gosh. Fuck me. Check your son's cocks. Check them. Stick one right up me. That's good. You don't know what's going on down there. God, another group of people didn't know what's going on down there was the public. They didn't like it either. And they focused most of their ire on the casting of Wayne. Here's some that didn't. Baldwin 7 at IMDb, said it's so bad that it makes the tepid Yugoslavian-based remake of a decade later, at half the price, look like a good movie. Well, there goes my one better thing. Oh, snatched by Baldwin. Yeah, fucking Baldwin. Bald face, bastard. <laughs> X Y Z P F Q sixty nine. Well, hey, X and Y are sex chromosomes. Zigzag sixty nine and IMDb friends. It's not the Duke's worst, and he's right. Uh, the Duke Wayne's lowest rated movie on I- Rotten Tomatoes. I Rotten Tomatoes is a movie called Hell Fighters, where he plays Chance Buckman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Luckman. <laughs> Fuck Batman. Got a fire? A really big burner? Just call the Duke. The best there is in what he does. I can do my job. All right, do it. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. It's I about mean... it's about a fucking dude who goes and puts out, like, oil tower fires. And it's about the tension between his wife, who doesn't want him to go off and fight oil tower fires. But he's got to. <laughs> Sounds like a great American novel. He can't hold... Sounds like Donna Tartt's fourth novel. <laughs> Starring Chance Buckman. Fuck yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it, you tart. But it's... You know what? It's not just the whitewashing and being a massive critical failure that makes The Conqueror a notorious disaster. Apparently, they made the rather unfortunate decision to film it directly underneath where the US Army were testing its atomic bombs in the Utah desert. Uh, mm. They did eventually move the shoot to Hollywood, but Hughes wanted the train to look the same, so he brought the irradiated dirt with him. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, 91 <sighs> members of the cast and crew developed cancer, about three times higher than the national average for a similar um, group, including 46 people who died from the disease, which included director Dick Powell and the Duke John Wayne himself mm. and his son. And his son. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, at least at least we got those bombs working good. 
It's been handy over the last 70 years. Yeah, see, this was, what, 30 years before Chernobyl? No one, no one except yeah. the people whose job it was to know the dangers of these knew the dangers <laughs> of these. And uh, they no didn't ask accepts. the people whose job it was to know the danger of these. So how would you know? <laughs> exactly. Nobody but the US government, the US army, and the US knew how dangerous it was. So really, who's to blame? John Wayne, I expect. Probably, yeah. So, Paul, you red-headed Jezebel. What is it, my brother? <laughs> What's one thing that made your blood say Taker? It had the feel of an epic, didn't it? It's it only did. had the feel of one, like in the olden yeah. days. Yeah. Oh, it, God, yeah. The credits came up, all of them, before the film starts. <laughs> they and... didn't really come up. They just fucking happened at you. <laughs> Yeah, they're on you. They're all up on you. You got you got credits dripping off you, and then we've got these like lovely rolling vistas of, of irradiated Utah and and people people <laughs> had irradiated John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, and, and and loads of people, real actual people with wants yeah. and dreams and uh, and hungry <laughs> tummies. They're all like on horses and that, and and they're all real. You could touch them if you wanted. Some of them are just falling off and throwing themselves down cliffs whilst like grand. What's going to say? What's grand? Was Grand laughed and laughed and laughed, <laughs> and um, like it were old days, <laughs> shoveling more irradiated uh, into Utah, my Grand, and um, whilst whilst some sort of I forget the the composer, whilst some sort of Lawrence of Arabia style score, um, yeah, plays well, out, yeah, less the sort of gentle strings of Lawrence yeah. of Arabia, more the sort of big brass of old Hollywood. It felt good though. You're gonna die. As it was beginning, I thought, well, you know, maybe production's gonna be enough for me for the next two hours. Yeah, I've I wondered. I wondered if, like Cleopatra, the sort of rough edges of this will be smoothed over by just how fucking what's the word? What's the good word that they use to describe? It's like lush. It's great. Very good. I thought the very good production might get me through this. But, um, the opening title warns us, Paul. This is a time of plunder and rapine. And rapine. Rapine. Is it rapine or rapine? Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't. I check. wondered. Let's, let's check I didn't know the word before I saw it. I googled it and saw that it's like the forceful acquisition of property, which is great. That's very much what the Mongolian, Mongolians were known for. But I wondered if they had misspelled raping. <laughs> Just put an E in there by mistake. Whoop. Raping. Um, <laughs> I've got a rapin mother. <laughs> it's actually rapine or rapine. So, oh, lovely, fantastic! I we, love it we when both they give win. us both the option to be right. Hmm. Yeah, neither of us has to die tonight. <laughs> um, There's a lot of that. Yeah, and then we get about a thousand people on horses riding around for a bit. Yeah, then we have a marriage procession of a very bored-looking woman mm. and um, she's a woman in a Hollywood film in the fifties. <laughs> And the fat old man she's marrying. Not to worry, another fat old man is going to come and rescue her very soon. But then two horses come over the horizon, to which the score does this dramatic... Da-da-da! <laughs> oh, fuck! Yeah, there was... Oh, many shades of Monty Python in this. You can't, it's inescapable. <laughs> they come down. John Wayne sort of eye-fucks eye the uh, the woman a bit. We should give her a name. What's her name? It's uh, Brunei. Uh, Bortai. Bronte. Bortai. Bortai. All boarders. Um, bought, <laughs> bought license plate. Bunting. She, um, yeah, she gets a little eye fucked by John Wayne. John Wayne says something threatening to the bloke, um, to old fat man. Mm-hmm. And then ride- he rides off, and Bunting says, um, you should have killed him for the way he spoke to us. 
Oh, you're such a fucking big part of the problem. You know that? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to, like, live my life. I don't want to fight every bloke we meet. These are difficult times. I don't need to prove anything to you. Why don't you just back off, love? Just saying. Yeah, well, don't. don't next time, don't, all right? I don't need to prove myself to you. We didn't... We... <laughs> We didn't focus on the first reveal of John Wayne as Genghis oh, Khan, yes. which, when he, he's you know shrouded partly by distance, partly by perspective, and finally when he's close up to Bortai, he's we are treated with the first shot of John Wayne, the Duke, as Genghis Khan. <laughs> and fuck me, Paul. I share your taste in women, Target Ty, but not in blood. Farewell, Tartar woman. Just. Ram it right up me. What the fuck is going on <laughs> with John Wayne in this? How did this happen? He, How did we as a species? We put we put a man on the moon he's, he's, and we put Genghis <laughs> we put John Wayne in a Genghis Khan movie. Both of those are true. Put him in a fucking Fu Manchu <laughs> and paint his eyes oh, all God, squinty. What was going on what was going on with his hair? He had such a yeah. boring old man's hair. What, that, was that Mark keeps haircut from <laughs> Big Train. Oh, Jesus Christ, was that historically accurate? To oh, is it known <laughs> that Genghis Khan had the hair of a fifty-year-old car insurance salesman? <laughs> of Nigel from Accounts. <laughs> no, I don't think that was that was it. But <laughs> I don't think that was recorded they... in the secret history of the Mongols. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'll admit that I'm not a scholar, so. Oh, I'm open to being proved that I'm wrong. Anyway, he comes back and he, he kills well, he, quite a lot of them. And but he, he and does he after Bortai. After he rides off with his, his mate and he says to yeah. his mate, something about that woman. Uh, here's, yeah, this, this is also the first reveal of our John Wayne impressions. <laughs> something about that woman says, I want to kidnap her and repine her. It's like, <laughs> his mate's like, are you sure this will cause the film to happen? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. No. Fuck. Pretty sure, brother kept... of my brother. <laughs> There's such a better movie going on over there. Can't we just keep riding? Nope, I think I want to make this the focus of the film, Pilgrim. Oh. Piss off. All right. Tema guy, or whatever your name is. Hey, okay, 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 Duke, we can go and do this. Just promise that every line of dialogue will have one of us saying someone else's name at least once. <laughs> Yet we both have cause to know the perfidy of Kumlik and the Mercator's ambition. Fairer than you know, my mother. She is the daughter of Kumlik. Where is Jamoga? This is Bortai. Jalair. Waylang. Targetai I slew. That's a deal, Jamagai. <laughs> my friend. Brother of my brother. <laughs> I hate this. We shall fight Targetai <laughs> and take Bortai. <laughs> We're gonna get him back from the markets. So... <laughs> he does he attacks and kills a bunch of people and kidnaps this woman this poor fucking woman <laughs> the score reveals it has absolutely no idea what the fuck is going on as it romantically scores <laughs> the abduction of this person take this in memory of your charter woman oh christ yeah, we have a couple of scenes where John Wayne, John Khan, he he talks about how he's gonna force Bortai to be his wife, and <laughs> she can use her resentment to keep her alive, and <laughs> and then he just rapes her a bit. Well, and, eventually he and... does. He initially goes to a party with her where he practices his his um what the fuck is going on face. <laughs> Several times John Wayne looks at what's going on around him. It just looks like what the fuck is this? <laughs> Cut, Johnny baby, that was brilliant. Can you just you do that again? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> Excellent. You're telling me you're shooting this? Use it. You told me this was a costume party. <laughs> she gets stolen. 
by fucking rival clansmen briefly and then the score reveals it has no idea what the fuck is going on as he kidnaps her back <laughs> and forces her into a kiss <laughs> she she likes it in the end though women <laughs> they'll love it don't they hey <laughs> He rides she, back to the camp and he wants to, he wants to know what the fuck uh, how this happened and so he says where is Jamuga and some guy gets off a horse in front of him and says I'm here sir <laughs> I am Jamuga <laughs> what oh, I didn't oh, mean shit. Jamuga Bamuga you all look the me? same to me oh, no. John Wayne you can't be racist <laughs> when we're all as fat and white as you are <laughs> and old they joke about how much she fucking hates him it becomes a bonding point for them it's pretty much all of their conversations <laughs> is just how much she really doesn't like him you'll find more ease this night than last for me there is no ease while you live Mongo your future promises much discomfort and I have to write the note why is the film spending so much time on this awful relationship about 40 minutes in, we don't even know about the political intrigue. We just know that she really hates this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, don't <laughs> worry about that, Paul, because it will come and you'll be begging for right before the end. <laughs> yeah, well, the score has no idea what the fuck is going on as it romantically scores her saying that she'll die before she loves him <laughs> and then gets smacked in the face for it. I shall keep you, Vortai. I shall keep you in responding to my passion. Your hatred will kindle into love. Before that day dawns, Mongol, the vultures will have feasted on your heart. <laughs> that is the apotheosis of the score. Her getting punched <laughs> in the face. And and it's like lazy Sundays on the Riviera. Yeah, golly. They go and meet this uh, this leader and um, give over the uh, sable fur that she was using for warmth previously, and she just looks fucking miserable throughout this entire. Sure, love might never happen. Except it has several times. You've heard the music. Yeah, they go they go and meet um, they go and meet um, fucking Jonathan Reese Davies and uh, John John Hoytersan, who is doing his absolute best best impression of a racist. Is he the one who really properly tried to look and sound Asian? He squints, Paul. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who's like the, the shaman, right? Yeah, shaman. Yeah. Well, shaman, what brings you out at this early hour? The rising sun never finds a servant of the heavens sleeping. I come to speed you on your journey, Temujin, and wish you well. Shaman. It is good to see you, shaman. <laughs> what is that? Oh god. What I is thought... that name? How do you pronounce those vowels, John? I feel like we need to mention John Wayne's mother in, at some stage because she's been in the camp and she gets some of the best lines from fucking Wayne. <laughs> you Piss didn't, off. You didn't raise me to be killed by no meerkats, mother of mine. Meerkats? Fucking John Wayne? Is that what you're <laughs> worried about here? After John Hoyt does his best, bestest China, Chinaman impression, yeah. we're treated to a dance number. Yeah, an old school Hollywood dance sequence. Fantastic! By saying really gross stuff during, <laughs> during which the woman yeah, it just, just looks fucking miserable. <laughs> Not their skill excites your admiration or even envy. It seems your Tartar woman does not share our delight in these dances. Forgive her, old Khan, but lacking the talents of these women, the sight of them is irksome to her. It just fucking. <laughs> It just cuts. It, it just it just keeps cutting back from the dancing, which is mildly good, to him insulting Bortai over and over again. And be like, well, you know, she wouldn't fucking do it, would she? 
<laughs> I was she's putting all that weight. Fucking look at yeah. her. Look at the oh. state of it. I don't know if you knew any, um, like if you had any mates when you were a kid whose parents just openly loathed each other and it was just <laughs> constant criticism. <laughs> like, oh, this is great. Christ almighty, yeah. And at this stage, the kidnapped and abused woman realistically decides to do an erotic dance for her captors to show them who's boss. And oh boy, it's a convincing <laughs> dancer, right? Yeah, she wanders around a bit what's this energy i don't think i've ever seen a dance before where i thought i could do that you've never seen not one dance like that i've never seen a mosh pit never seen blokes just one ambling around i see that and i'm just like fucking hell if i could do that when i yeah when i saw the video for fat les uh, fat Les is Vindaloo. Me and your mum and your mad and your dad. Ah, above me. <laughs> Maybe after a few years of tap. But um, <laughs> the scene ends with some absolute pervert eating a crisp. And then she lobs <laughs> her sword at Wayne. Uh, oh, sometime God. around here, Wayne uses the term Tartar Territory. I forthwith sent spies to Tartar Territory and learned the news which brought me here in haste. And um, <laughs> I warmed to him a little for the first time. <laughs> I feel a little sympathy. He um, is oh. riding around. With Bortai, and suddenly some Tartars show around. up, ne- vaguely near, nearby, and she's just like, bye! And fucking legs it. Tartars! Farewell, Mongol! No, Bortai, we are in Tartar territory. <laughs> Not in Tartar territory. And Tartar just... is re- really near you. <laughs> yeah, he, she fucking legs it, then he gets captured. The scene has no idea what the fuck is going on <laughs> as she comes out and takes a knife and stabs him in the... Oh, no, she doesn't. She cuts him free. Let's some go. Yeah. I guess I have no idea what the fuck is going on <laughs> this whole time. Turns out yeah. she was warming to him. Yes. Well, I mean, Paul, you heard the music, right? <laughs> in this scene, she throws a sword at him. And in I... this scene, she decides to free him. She's so much happier in the enemy camp. Mm. There's a bit where she tells a soldier <laughs> to do something and he goes to do it. When she tried that shit in John Wayne's camp, he practically spat in her face. But she loves that. Again, <laughs> you didn't hear the soundtrack. Bloody women. <laughs> but yeah, he escapes. The The entire army assembles. And are like, maybe we should check that bush by the camp. Don't be, don't be ridiculous, man. Everyone ride as far away as possible immediately. <laughs> and a very fat old man is able to escape. <laughs> escape the camp slowly. At this point, I've got nothing, Paul. I don't follow Mate. the politics, and that's all the rest of this movie is. Look, I, I, I fell asleep with 20 minutes to go, and I had to stop <laughs> it and then go back and watch the rest of it. I genuinely fell asleep. I was so bored and tired. He's got a bunch of elderly white men who are interchangeable. <laughs> One of them is Jamuga. Jamuga. Yeah. And he's, like, his best mate, <sighs> but he, like, has to pretend to betray him or does betray him or something. Well, I don't fucking know. Sure. In the end, they're in a palace, and he kills a guy, and then the, he goes out, and he goes, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, everyone. And that's the end. There's a bit where he goes to kill Jamuga, and is like, die, brother, die. But his horse just sort of listlessly rides past him instead, <laughs> which is great, because you never see that in film. It must happen. It's like, this is the end of your life, sir. And then he just, the horse just, no, 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 <laughs> that way. No, stop, 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 stop. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You're lucky. You're, you're still going to die, you prick. Okay, round, <laughs> left. There we go. 
Come on. <laughs> Shouldn't have borrowed the horse of my brother. <laughs> brother of my horse. Not me. <laughs> um, someone talks about the worm of distrust, which is <laughs> sounds great. like a metal band. It's <laughs> close relation to the lesser of two weevils. <laughs> yeah, he just wins. He wins the war. Yeah. And that was the conqueror. Da, 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 da. Conqueror. Conqueror. Oh, that was a bit uh, light on the details on my side of things, Paul. I Yeah, I mean, I'm, thank God I wrote these jokes down because I can't remember any of that <laughs> fucking film. To be honest, though, the toxic romance stuck in my mind way more than the political intrigue. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was compelling. Because it was awful. The thing is, that's historically accurate. One one thing in this film that is historically accurate is the, um, well, yeah, the rapey nature of the Mongol hordes. Yes, um, but it's a little trickier because it's actually a really interesting way into the Genghis Khan story. He did have a wife named yeah. Gorte. Um, she yeah. did get kidnapped and was rescued by Temujin. Um, but the two had known each other since they were like nine and ten. He had been like mm. sent to that camp to marry by his yeah. father so he didn't see his family and then he had to leave to go back because the dad got poisoned by uh yeah uh what was it by um tartars so he went back but then he came back yeah. looking for her there's kind of a yes i don't know about romance because it's all arranged marriage and stuff but he yeah you know he didn't nick her out of a murkic camp and actually yeah. the reason that borte was kidnapped was in retaliation for the fact that temujin's father got together with the mo- with temujin's mother because he had nicked her from their people so there's like a yeah. cyclical kind of thing going on. Yeah, the violence. tribal, like the tribal interplay mm. in in the Mongols in that time is way more interesting than the film yeah. itself. Which begs the question with these films, you know, when you change a story from a perfectly fascinating, amazing story, yeah, why would you do that? I don't know, and why make it more unpleasant than it was? You know, I, I think it's I'm... meant to be. You know what? It's it's. Think of the great big movie posters. You know, a time of savagery. Come and yeah. see women taken against their will. You know, it's it's freak show. It's, you know, Penny Circus. Yeah. He took what he wanted when he wanted it. And it forgets nuance. It's really sad that the attitude was that, you know, ah, women just, you know, come around to it. That lovely manliness <laughs> that, that people like that You've got to show them who's boss. Ooze off them. Yeah. And, yeah and... The Sean Connery school of romance. But, I mean, it was it was ridiculed at the time as well. It's definitely not um mm. bad even for the 50s. I'd but... have hoped so. We can't tell, really. But um, you'd hope that the whole thing was done with a bit of a tongue in cheek. Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at romances on screen from that era, yes, it's definitely a kind of get a hold of yourself, and then like you slap the woman yeah. seventeen times, and then she's like, "I'm sorry, I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. I'm in over my head." And then you know, now I love you. But yeah, Gone with the Wind. This was just ludicrous. I think Gone with the Wind was worse, arguably. <laughs> I've been patient with you for long enough. You still haven't had sex with me, <laughs> so we're just gonna. Now I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I, frankly, I deserve a bloody medal for waiting as long as I did. I'm Brett Butler. <laughs> one of the best film characters ever, apparently. So she came back from her abduction pregnant. And nobody knew if it was if the baby was Temujin's okay. uh, actual kid or the captor's kid. But Temujin claimed him as his son anyway. So yeah. there's like interesting character stuff there. And it's just... And they go out of their way to make it nasty. Like the bit where... Temujin offers the sable fur, which is actually a dowry for their, yeah. you know, arranged marriage, to a warlord, was to get that warlord's support in rescuing Borte. Mm. It wasn't just a dick move because she wouldn't need it anymore because of how warm Genghis Khan's cock is. <laughs> and this is this is the thing. It definitely detracts from the human nature of yeah. the Mo- the Mongol horde, right? Yeah. Um, Con Igledon wrote a fantastic 
series of uh, novels about Temujin and um, oh, right. the Mong- like the Mongolian Mongolian Empire following that. And obviously, you know, you take some artistic license, but in the sort of in the afterward, sure. he discusses what he kept and what was changed. And as you said, yeah. the, the subtleties there, the nuance, the the very human moments I mean, in the novel are mostly. It was a mass. Yeah. He was a mass rapist. He was a mass, and a mass ma- rapist murderer. and mass murderer, yeah. And he, you know, like all um, but, men like that are Caesar. Mm, and, there's a human you know, side that makes him compelling. Yeah, exactly. And like with anybody like mm. that, you know, the, the appeal of downfall, for example. It's, it's, yeah. almost, it's almost taboo to look into something like that and to see the human side in, in a monster. Yeah. And you're yeah. just, when you're John Wayne swaggering also... around, wanting to play it like a cowboy. <laughs> Yeah. You're you're just really taking anything that was interesting about that and turning it into a sideshow. You are because I mean the whole Jamuga thing, the idea of turning him into like I don't know a spy or something, mm. like he had to portray him for his own good. It's so weird because there's such a compelling story there about two blood brothers turned against each other by ambition yeah. because there was no reason they were both equal mm. level there was no reason one should recognize the other as khan and jimuka was fucking crazy yeah. he used to boil enemy generals alive mm. and stuff like that like an interesting character in a film would what <laughs> no i wish they'd made one of those oh there's nothing here about khan's tactics what made him good you know the mounted archers the way yeah. they would do tricks the faint yeah. retreats psychological warfare armies had never seen that you know, yeah. they, they've never been confronted with that kind of warfare. Uh, yeah. But this is just a bunch of men going... <laughs> it's just a bunch of assholes of bad haircuts. <laughs> Adaptations of historical fiction, there, was, there is always, as you say, going to be license taken. Yeah. You've got to make things more of a narrative. Genghis yeah. Khan is unique in as much as there is an unprecedented amount of information about his life. And, yeah. you know, the fact that his descendants almost immediately wrote this um, tract, The Secret yeah. History of the Mongol people which included a huge amount of detail about his actual life you know according to you know yeah. people who actually worshipped him as a god so you know you take some things with a pinch of salt but there's still a good story to be made there and it's just very odd that they decided no i'll do this story when you're taking artistic license what is implied there is that you are improving the story or there is a need for it yeah and there or is making just... the theme more apparent yeah right i don't think there is actually any need for that for any of that mm. Because the narrative of, yeah, the secret history of the, the Mongol... What was it? Race. I think it's just of the Mongols, actually. Oh, uh, the secret history of the Mongols. Uh, Donatart's mm. secret history of the Mongols. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's written with a narrative in mind. It's teleological. It's progression. And you're coming to the sort of... Yeah. The heights of the empire because of this guy. And yeah, sure. There's barely any narrative in this film. There there's really a, There's isn't. a narrative. It's people talking in rooms in a very boring way. There's something... Okay, here, we should talk about John Wayne. I've seen <laughs> The Searchers. Okay. Um, once years ago, I don't remember it very well. I should. I've okay. been meaning to see it again when I can catch it on the big screen because I feel like that's how it should be seen. But I, I remember there is something, and I've seen the original True Grid, which I don't like yeah. as much as the remake of True Grid, because mm. um, I love the Coens and uh, Haley Steinfeld. You know, those are things that are great about that movie. Yeah. So, and just maintaining Charles Portis's dialogue in a way that the original didn't makes it very special remakes can surpass the originals they can some occasions or at least other adaptations of the material can do it right yeah 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 but uh, anyway um... with a dragon (laughs) tattoo (laughs) there's a nasty cough you've got there mate spend some time in sweden (laughs) david fincher that looked at mate (laughs) got a finch in your throat (laughs) shit i'm an idiot that's great i love it i can't remember what fucking point i was making mate well, we, we we were talking Bad about one, we were talking about John Wayne. And yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Performances. Yeah, I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple of them. 
John Wayne, I always just saw a very old school standard of masculinity I don't respond terribly well to, I think, yeah. is the only thing that really got me about Wayne. Maybe I just haven't seen the right film so I can get his charm. What I've been led to believe, this being my first John Wayne experience, <laughs> my first John experience, is yeah. that in, in the right film with the right direction and right character, mm. he is outstanding. Yeah. You know, it's like a broken clock. You have to just get, you have to match it. Yeah. It has to be that exact minute. <laughs> and it's great yeah he is not the only one giving a completely mesmerizingly awful performance oh no they um, all are but, really. but, it, but it is the standout and it's, yeah, and it's not just in him and his baffling delivery um, <laughs> it's the, the dialogue and the, oh, the yeah. structure of the, the dialogue as well it's written as this approximation of how Mongolians would talk if they were speaking English <laughs> and then performed by Americans doing impressions of Native Americans yeah it, it, but there's something so hypnotic about the awfulness of the dialogue uh, with like the book ending of discussions with honorifics uh, yeah. my my mother you take me to see my brother my mother and and <laughs> the just bafflingly bad pronunciations of all of the names and for me it's like if troy mcclaw was playing genghis khan i think <laughs> is is the problem because yeah. it's it, it, and it was novel and it was hilarious for the first 10 minutes or so every time he came on screen with that weird look that he had that like lopsided expression we were like laughing trying to eat our dinner and sorry, but eventually I got a list of quotes up in front of me, and one of them okay. is, um, She is a woman. Much woman. Should her perfidy be less than that of other women? Well, there, uh, there we go. It's just, what is that? It's dreadful. It's <laughs> Perfidy? And it, and it was novel for about 10, 15 minutes, and then the laughter just got less and less, and it stopped being the kind of film that, it's not Neil Breen, for example. Yeah. It's not baffling in that respect, because I was following the story. Yeah. I wanted to watch the movie. And with this, I just, I wanted it to be over. Yeah, I yeah, really I, I, I got, I got there. Maybe I've got to say, maybe this wasn't because I, I didn't have my blissful sort of Saturday morning experience with this one. I just wanted to leave, yeah. and leave. I was in my house. I just wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. Bye, we'll go everyone. Dalston. <laughs> Go down Dalston White. I don't have that John Wine down there. Yeah, fuck me. It was boring. Yeah. But it's it's old school Hollywood. I, I had hoped the production value might pull me through, but a lot of it is just set in this radioactive desert with characters yeah. just something intense. But it's very, very poor production value for sparse. what it actually actually yeah. has, I think. Yeah. Well, part of that is because one of the Howards, Hughes, Hawks, probably both, had completely bankrupted RKO before we got to this stage. So, you know. Fantastic. <laughs> And we're collaborating with the House of Un-American Committee, so everything was great. Great, great, great. <clears throat> Good stuff. It really, when you just get out all the commies, you really do make a great film like The Conqueror. Meanwhile, oh, fuck me, why, my one better thing is so appropriate. We'll get to that. Shall we quickfire? Quickfire. Um, yeah, I really like the fact the film opens with a shot of a mountain. Yeah. Just a mountain. And then pan horses war! <laughs> There's hundreds of horsemen there. It's a rolling <laughs> shot. Of um yeah. of these horsemen, it's fantastic. Maybe we should just have generally horses because the horsework in this is fucking amazing. Horses falling, horses turning on a Holy dime, shit. like just immaculate horsework. Yeah, real dangerous shit. People like bumping into each other, yeah. and I always thought if two horses were running and just like came anywhere near each other, they would both explode instantly. <laughs> but no, yeah. these horses are just like. <laughs> <laughs> squeezing past each other through crannies. These horses can't collide. <laughs> create a singularity and suck us all in. <laughs> Never cross um. the streams. <laughs> Horsey streams. But no, they're, they're bashing into each other. They're, they're, they're riding these horses down sort of 80 degree like, gradients and like doing really dangerous stuff with horses. Fuck yeah. 
Like I was doing in the 90s in my art. <laughs> God, I, I tell you, he's doing some really dangerous stuff with horses. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, um, don't know about that. <laughs> sounds, sounds riveting. Yeah, he's really pushing the paradigm. You really took advantage of the final years of Major. Fucking hell, it was like, <laughs> it's like Rome. <laughs> when money was flowing freely into all public services. God <laughs> in bless. Major's Britain. <laughs> fucking paradise mate oh god <laughs> to add on to that you know there was good stunts some of some yeah. which were done on horses yeah there was one where john wayne possibly um was riding and he just <laughs> fucking scoops her up yeah pops her on a horse yeah. pops her on a horse pops her right on and, against the will yeah. yeah and you know there were no <laughs> he does yeah she didn't want to be on that horse but soundtrack was on and you know but swoons but yeah that's done without any crafty cuts or any weird camera angles it's just one shot some bloke Picks up a woman, puts her on a horse. Yeah, lovely. What more could you want? Oh, I tell you what else I could want. I do like a fifties tough guy. There's a guy in it who's um, yeah. told to us he's tough because his first scene is him bending an iron bar over his back. Yeah, and he's a fifties tough guy, so he's a foul man like all the cast. <laughs> but I like that. I like that about him. He's got a big hairy willy, <laughs> and he's flapping about. But he's also he's just he's got some boobs, you know, bouncing around the place. He's yeah. not got pecs. Yeah. He's just um he's just a big yeah. he's just <laughs> he's a, a strong man. He's a big guy. His waistband's up to his boobs and <laughs> yeah, I just like it. So you need in life. Yeah. He'll be- he'll break you in half if he needs to. He's got like a bane body. <laughs> you know a bane body. Yes. Yeah. He has got a bane body, isn't he? Yeah. You, you got to have a good bane bod now and then. Well, there there was also a like indelibly ripped gentleman. Um, oh yes, in charge of, I saw him. In charge of the hog roast. Yes, he was like on a thing and he was like um ha. Like a fucking Elwood <laughs> yeah. Flynn style type bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like these muscles are purely for show. Rotate the hog. <laughs> Jimmy. Give him a paperclip to unwind and he'll he'll fall to pieces. <laughs> that reminded me of sort of Tartan Asia levels of Nice. Like ripped body horror. Yeah, like You're fucking... watching a the killer and suddenly Oh god. You mean like Bruce Lee at his um Oh no, I get you what you mean, like Ricky O. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's occasionally a man who just shouldn't be that muscly because you think <laughs> If I go on his IMDb, he's going to be dead now of sort of calcification. <laughs> of his heart. His heart is solid. After they cremated him, his yeah. heart just sort of fell out. <laughs> it rose. <laughs> it ascended. And left the planet. Yeah. Use this as a baseball now. On a bowling ball. The mother's body language in one scene is pretty good. When she's having to gesture. Like, um, and now you said all these horses after her. And she's like jumping about a little bit. It's, it's good. It was very Terry Jones out of the life of Brian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, go on then. <laughs> if you haven't yet, please put in a couple of her lines because oh yeah, it's it's difficult to describe just how bad that dialogue and delivery is. When Temujin and one of his friends, his mates, also with a three-syllable name, Bodger, bo- botulism. Um, <laughs> they're they're looking over a ridge at the Tartars, maybe, and all um, the Merkits. Or one of them, yeah. and um, his his mate says something like, "You must be cautious. This is dangerous." And John Wayne goes, "When there are moments for wisdom, then I will listen to you." Oh, yeah. And it's it's quite a cool line, you know, <laughs> and and it helps with that delivery. It was, but there's just something struck me about his particular brand of masculinity in this, which is just never listen to anyone, always go with your gut, and never doubt that you're right all the time. But there's there's awareness of the fact that he's a brute. It was interesting. I was curious about what awful thing he was going to do next, and that kept me that <laughs> kept me engaged until he stopped doing that. This is not going to translate whatsoever. But when Temujin and I think uh, the Borgers rides in to um, this town <laughs> to meet with the yeah. with the um, emperor bloke and the massive pervert, 
there's a bloke just sort of i think he's measuring corn out i think he's like trying to give a guy like a pound of corn or something so he's got like these right. corn sticks i don't know how historically accurate mm. that is either corn but as he walks in he's like awestruck and so he just kind of stands with the corn going <laughs> like just holding them aloft ready to weigh them as he looks in awe at temujin riding past <laughs> and i just yeah it was just a very comedic image oh. this guy just doing something with corn that's gonna work in any film man <laughs> I've got another horse note there, which is that I think John Wayne or his stunt double tries to get on a horse and the horse immediately just fucking collapses. And it just looks <laughs> yes. dangerous. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I, I think I laughed out loud, though, when it happened because it was just the abruptness of it, of him getting on a horse. It's just like, nope. Nah. It just falls down <laughs> straight away. I'm a play horse, not a work horse. <laughs> oh, I knew I should have gotten Look. more sleep last night. Shouldn't have been up all night playing horse of duty. <laughs> that was so... No, not me. I'm a I'm I'm a na- nacoleptic. It's <laughs> pretty good. No, it's tr- I'm trying. Good, a for effort. <laughs> I am trying. <laughs> Speaking of a for effort, John Hoyt. He, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a film where you're not actually gonna get any people from the place that you're doing the film about, might not be the right thing to do. But <laughs> if you're gonna play a Chinaman or a Mongolian, at least go the whole hog. He tried. Oh, I genuinely think they used to give actors props for that because I watched the trailer for that Genghis Khan, you know. Omar Sharif film. Yeah. And and the guy in the trailer is it's a proper fifties trailer, so it's, you know, see Eli Wallach playing the Shah of Quazem. You know, and see James Mason in his most challenging role yet, a Chinaman. <laughs> yes, I'm a Chinaman and I'm here to do business with you. Wow. <laughs> Look at him go. God, I, that's really good. Well done for him. Robert Morley plays the Emperor of China in that film. Fuck off. Mm. Robert <laughs> eats his fucking dogs Morley. It, it's the, the import, look, the important thing is, the important thing for us all to bear in mind is um, that it was a different time. <laughs> a different time. Ethnic minorities hadn't been invented yet. And <laughs> it was simpler. You just got Robert mm. Morley to play everyone. You couldn't trust Chinamen to play their own roles at that, at that stage. <laughs> Well, they just weren't qualified, really. They didn't. Yeah. You know what? The spectator sees more of the game, and <laughs> that includes playing Chinaman. <laughs> They're too close to it, you see. They don't know how funny they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, okay. Do that. Do that. That thing. Do the funny thing. You know the the, the what? Talk- what do you mean? That. <laughs> oh, <laughs> classic. No, you know that the, 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 the crazy talk. You mean my language? Yeah. Do that. Brilliant. It's funny. Love it. I like the fact that he's that the bad guy, the father of uh, the Borgias, he has male bath attendants, very pretty mm. ones, yes. very attractive sort of nice, a couple of nice boys he's got there. Yeah, very attractive looking fellas. And I imagine that in 1950s talk, that's probably queer coding to suggest, oh, doesn't yeah. have women to do this, does he? He's not quite yeah. the man that John Wayne is, but you know, to my mm. 2019 eyes, it was just. Well, that's a bit. That's a nice break. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that subtext. I just, <laughs> um, I just went, oh, what a great bit of representation there. <laughs> Men can be just eye candy too. Well, that's yeah. nice. I'd have that. To be fair, they were probably objectified more than Borti was. <laughs> by you know, by the film, she was objectified plenty by um, Genghis Khan. <laughs> for you know, by Genghis Wayne, her. you saw more male boobies than female ones. Oh, but you see, she did ask for it by being alive. Yeah. <laughs> By looking at him with distaste and disgust. <laughs> yeah, she see, she's a tease. Oh, she's the way a she said that I f- one. She said I f- the way she said I fucking hate you and I'd rather die than spend a single night with you. <laughs> laying, on, laying on a bit thick, aren't you, love? <sighs> I get the message. 
We'll talk again tonight. I would rather kill myself. I hate <laughs> everything about you. I wish I could kill you. <laughs> if somehow fate aligns and I get even the slightest opportunity to take your life, I will risk everything to do so. Why? <laughs> I'll keep um, your knickers on, love. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm gonna try now. Actually, <laughs> leading on from that, there's uh, when one of these scenes actually when Temujin is trying to have his way with her, and Bortai says, "Is Temujin so in want of a woman that he would quench his fire with ice?" And it's Ooh. fabulously clunky and badly <laughs> delivered, but it's quite a good poetic line. Yeah, I quite like that. I think it's I'll good. do for a, do for a Shakespeare. Yeah, I've got a couple of action bits. First of all, John Wayne firing Ooh. a fiery a fiery arrow to alert his troops. Look good. And then he runs a guy through in quite a cool way. Oh, cool. My final one is just the look of relief on John Wayne's face when Borto cuts him free from those ropes that has got oh, that yeah. like wooden beam across his shoulders. Oh, yeah. It's very much a, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> oh, 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 dear. That was awful. Oh, a day's like this. Oh. It's just a very un- Genghis Khan thing to do. <laughs> Very Leonard Rossiter. <laughs> um, all right, my last one I will say is that some of the set designs were really good, and in particular, there's a bit where Banuga and Jamuka are meeting mm. in a tent, and I just noticed there are lots of tables around, like little tables with things like little pots and writing mm. tools and just little set details all scattered around. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I mean, it was cool, ah, cool. that amount of attention to detail happened. That's cool, yeah. That's some good sets, and some. I, I now I think about it, there's some nice ornate um rooms in there and yeah, it sure. was just and big I just, courtyards. just kind of yeah i just kind of dulled by the film and yeah and you realize that in retrospect <laughs> all right look did anyone from the og team get in touch we've got an og tomb <gasps> two people i hope to be buried in the og tomb one day <laughs> still being built by the og team <laughs> terrible work ethic yeah <laughs> it's like they don't want to do it <laughs> can't get into the mindset of someone who would think that way to anyway. not want to bury your favorite podcasters in a tomb of their <laughs> you know to their liking yeah i mean why would you get into podcasting if not <laughs> not to get your tomb built posthumous perks god i don't know mate when it comes to posthumous perks posthumous <laughs> perks was uh <laughs> was my <laughs> prestige piece about the roman empire <laughs> ah it's actually about capitalism fuck yeah <laughs> superb um i got uh kirk douglas back from the dead to be in it <laughs> superb on the other hand really disliked the book she said um <laughs> in her in her weekly column perb on perb she really 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 slated it she said oh it's not very good is it um <laughs> thanks sue aussie nerds said does it count if he isn't even trying to be asian at all <laughs> you know what maybe that takes the sting off it maybe it'd be worse <laughs> if you were trying harder to be asian in fact <laughs> i know it would be a lot worse if you were trying harder to be asian Yes, it absolutely would. Small mercies. Um, Ni hao. <laughs> right. <laughs> couple of couple of things. Couple John. of notes. First of all, China. Second of all, <laughs> just don't. Can you? No, no, no. <laughs> just be you. Be a cow. Be a cowboy. Can cowboy king. You're the. It's cowboy all king. Asia. <laughs> I went there once. Actually, technically, China owns at least half of Mongolia now. Well. I wasn't expecting right. you to know that, but... <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to be quite so well-informed about 2019's political situation. They've had it for a while. They've had it for a while. They're not going to give it back. They've had it for a while. They're not going to ignore this stage. Nah, no, be there. <laughs> Nell, who had to watch it with me, said, <laughs> um, I'll never forget the way John Wayne says, Target eye, and nor will I. <laughs> it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. Ugh. Stupid. 
18th All largest country in the world. Are you looking at Mongolia now? That's why you didn't re- react to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Got distracted by Mongolia. <laughs> 30% of the population is still nomadic. All right. It's not yeah. too late then. You and I. Could, I reckon I could be a... If, if we, if you and I head on to Tata Territory, I reckon <laughs> yeah. we could probably make ourselves cans by the end of the week. <laughs> we only have to learn how to ride a horse and then oh, fight yeah. from a horse. <laughs> be good on a horse and not f- immediately yeah. fall off a horse. Not be scared of horses. Well, <laughs> not be definitely afraid of all horses. <laughs> it's a big ask. If, if I could get to the point where I'm not just screaming and shitting myself, I think I really am in for a chance. Should we do the one better thing? Yeah, let's do the one. Shall we? Shall we even? <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth it at this stage? I don't know, man. <laughs> don't know how I feel anymore. No, it's not very good, is it? The one better thing. I'm going to go with Spartacus. All right, cool. Stanley Kubrick, Spartacus. It's um, So first of all, a little behind the scenes thing I noticed. Um, whilst one of the Howards was desperately trying to purge the fucking RKO production studio of all commies, mm. um, some people were thinking, no, this is fucking ridiculous, blacklisting all of these people. Let's work with some of them. And so this is one of the films that Dalton Trumbo worked on anonymous. No, not anonymously. That was the whole point. Yeah. During his um, sort of banishment from Hollywood, he wrote Roman Holiday under his pseudonym. And I think there were a couple of other people involved as well who were um, blacklisted. And it's the film where John F. Kennedy crossed the picket line to view the film in spite of protests that it was un-American to do so. It's the only film that Stanley Kubrick didn't have complete directorial control over. It was, um, Mm. he was a late addition. He was talked into it by Otto Preminger. It wasn't a film that he had complete control over. There was a lot of conflicts with the studios and it was kind of a Kurt Douglas movie more than it was a Stanley Kubrick one. In spite of that, it's beautifully shot right from the off you've got this fantastic um overture at the beginning Mm. you've got this brilliant opening credit sequence by Saul Bass lofty shots some of which are still left over from previous directors and just a a hell of a movie it's incredibly well filmed it's well acted by Kirk Douglas you've got a whole host of really interesting um actors in there Laurence Olivier Gene Simmons Mm. Charles Lawton as Gracchus is really cool Peter Ustinov is brilliant in it Tony Curtis just fantastic actors at the time it's a real ensemble piece and they all have these great moments to shine yeah and undeniably kubrickian in some of its sequences so yeah yeah i still fantastic. hold it as one of the best historical epics very cool man i'm just gonna go ahead and say you should probably watch mongol oh, the rise yeah. of genghis khan the 2007 sergey bodrov film it has a good amount of mongolian actors in it for a start um, <laughs> a lot of Chinese and a couple of, I think a Japanese guy playing Temujin but um, oh, yeah. it's just way more as discussed more nuanced more about the the man and his upbringing and his origins yeah. and it doesn't go much further than him starting to amass uh, he, a following he, this doesn't this doesn't cover him invading China no yeah it's just really well put together really gorgeous in, in places mm. and a pretty good character study and I think I think that a sequel is in the works at some point. Really? But... God, that's very interesting. It's very belated, but I'd be delighted if it was... Uh... Yeah, it's just it's just great. It's a very good modern historical epic. And hey, just a way, way better alternative to Conqueror. <laughs> Absolutely. The John Wayne story. I'd also recommend a really fun BBC documentary, which you'll get if you just do Genghis Khan BBC. Which just again, do very... just do it. Just, you know, just do it. Don't even think yeah. about it. Just, you know. I think, just Go do. On. Go on. The Genghis Khan motto. <laughs> the John Wayne Genghis Khan motto. When it's know. a time for thinking, I'll get advice on thinking. <laughs> no, the BBC documentary it follows the uh, secret history of the Mongols really closely, and it's just um, 
really interesting. It's a bit overwrought, and it spends a lot of time in its battle sequences, which are, you know, very 300-inspired, but it still tells the story better than, <laughs> and more relevantly and interestingly yeah. than this fucking thing, so... Yeah, check it out. That was the one better thing. That was several better things. There you go. You lucky boys and girls. Look at all those better things you've got. It's like Christmas Day, and you're surrounded by Mongols, like every boy's dream. <laughs> and that is the real legacy of John Major's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the one better thing. All right. Thanks yeah. for listening to One Good Thing. And... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Fuck it out. Fucking hell, mate. So hungry and tired. Um, <laughs> I really need to start feeding you before we record these. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Keep checking Facebook and Twitter because we'll put the call out for the OG team. And we honour and respect every single one of your submissions before we kill and eat them. If you <laughs> want to subscribe, you can do so on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, even YouTube. You can, oh, you can also follow us on Instagram where... Yeah. I promise... I will post something again. It's been a busy week. <laughs> na, 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 na. And, um... <laughs> na, 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 na. I fail. <laughs> <laughs> and many and... more. Oh, I had a big day at work. I didn't have time to do anything else. Now oh, I'm meetings. really sad. Odd <laughs> emails. Loads of them. We're such a sing-songy podcast. I love it. Oh, oh, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> Faceless cog in the machine. <laughs> So, um, we are also part proud members of the Lot of Green Network, home yeah, of us and many other good Australian, <laughs> good, just good, <laughs> fine, oh, fine Australian podcasts. If you want to check them out, alotofgreen.com.au, and see you later. Yeah. When I put one on, and the cat was in, and he, he got up to leave, as you'd expect, yeah. but he, he didn't run. No. He sauntered. He thought, you know, I'll he kept... see where this is going. Yeah, if, it, if it's better by the time I reach the door, no, I'm here. <laughs> Bye, dude. I'm here, and... And he farted on his way out. I hate my cat. Why did you buy that cat? Why did <laughs> so you buy it back s- when somebody stole it off of you? <laughs> Look, I would literally kill anyone to get that cat back. <laughs> one I hate day, myself. One day it'll accept me, I'm sure of it. Murder does seem like the best option for getting a cat's respect. Yeah, Keep at it, man. Gotta, gotta get that respect. I'm Paul Respect. I'm Paul Murder Man. And remember, the one good thing about the Conqueror is that... Sometimes, the time in which a movie is made leaves good fingerprints on it, like radioactive dust. (laughs) 